I was thinking about doing some gambling myself. You know, just a little bit of money. Maybe doubling it and doubling it several more times. I don't know. Kind of just for fun. I was thinking, do you have any tips or ideas about sure things? What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of By the Hook. Long time no see. It seems like uh, March 11th was kind of the shutdown for everything, including by the hook, because, you know, no sports, nothing to gamble on. But we figured we'd check in on everybody and see how everybody's doing in this quarantine. Andrew, what's going on? What would you be? What would you give right now, Colby, for a bad beat? Just to like sweat uh, out a NCAA tournament game. Oh, by the way, happy Masters week too, right? Oh yeah, happy! I informed my wife earlier today that we were going to be watching the Masters next Sunday because CBS is going to rerun yeah. the 2019 Masters, and she said oh, under no circumstances are we going to watch golf for six hours if it's a rerun. So we're at a. I mean, I I don't know what we've got like a uh, an unstoppable force and an immovable object. We're going to see what happens. I don't know anyone, well, maybe a couple people, but you're on the top of the list of Tiger Woods fans. I have a hard time believing you won't be watching all six hours of that. I, I just don't see why I wouldn't. I mean, what am I doing? Like, really, what am I doing that's preventing yeah. me from watching that? But the answer is nothing. Right. You're going to be watching that. There's And, and I don't know how you're going to break it to her, but I don't want to be around when it happens. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of watching, you saw Tiger King, I'm assuming. I did, um, but i got to be honest with you. Um, I couldn't get through it. I just found really? it to be not compelling. I know I'm the guy. I, I, I don't mean to be. I, just, I didn't find the people compelling. I found it sort of, okay, I watched one episode. I'm like, I think I got a pretty good handle on this. And I watched another episode. And I've pretty much seen enough. And then I watched a third episode. I'm like, yeah, nothing's changing my mind here. I don't care about these people. Uh, I don't have any interest in these people. There's no good guy. There's no bad guy. There's no villain. There's no hero. There was nothing for me to cheer for. They were all villains. You know what I didn't see? I just didn't care for it. I went and rewatched Mad Men again. Oh. And that's my favorite show. I mean, I, I love The Wire. Mad Men is seven seasons. That, that's a lot of effort. You have to be in a pandemic to rewatch Mad Men through it, beginning to end. And I'm glad I did. I, I thought it was phenomenal. Just wrapped it up today. Yeah, my wife and I plowed through uh, Dexter. You seen Dexter? I watched the first several seasons of Dexter and then got very tired of it. Really? Okay. It would it would have brought well, you back later. I could see how it could get mon- uh, monotonous in the middle. It would have brought you back toward the end. I might have watched. I don't know how many seasons there were. I might have watched it all the way up until the last season. But you know, I, I watched Dexter because the main character was in another great HBO series called Six Feet Under, and that is phenomenal. Just a amazing show the guy who played um, dexter is in six feet under six feet under does not get the credit it deserves and the guy who played dexter is in six feet under the no the the character is not him i mean the the actor is the act right. is one of the main characters right. okay yeah well then i would probably like I, it because i thought he was phenomenal yeah he is good he's very good um and yeah he, he is he, he's excellent he's excellent i love six feet under i thought it was creepy and interesting and well done and all that other stuff but that that doesn't get it to do that's for sure yeah so here's my next question are you a sports rewatcher? like a lot of people have been re-watching old sporting events during this time i mean we don't have sports and who knows when we're gonna have them again the pga is talking about rescheduling events for september we're talking about whether football season is going to be played um yeah are, are you so are you a sports rewatcher to get your fix um i haven't done a lot of it and mostly the reason is the same sort of feeling I get when we talk about the importance of 
uh, instant replay. We want transparency. We want to get everything right. We want to know what's going on. You know what? I decided I don't really want transparency. I want to know and remember things how I remember them, whether they're accurate or not. And when I went back and I think it was uh, uh, Fox Sports Oklahoma played the Final Four where they had OU Arizona and then the OU Villanova game before that. I watched it. And the first thing I thought is I can't believe we used to watch sports in like a fishbowl because it, it was just hard to find the ball. And that was basketball. I can't imagine what golf was like. And second of all, I thought, I don't remember this. I, I remember this much more fondly than watching it now. And it sort of clouded my trans. I don't want full transparency of how crappy the game was or this call or that call. I, I was happy with my, my memory. And uh, so I haven't done a big deal about rewatching stuff over again. I, if it meant that much to me, I remember it. How about that? Yeah, the only rewatching I've done is the uh, Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals. I rewatched the fourth quarter of that the other night. It was on ESPN, so it was easily accessible. Didn't have to right. track it down on YouTube. Fired it up. Watched a little LeBron action. You know me. I'm, a, Le- a, LeBron, I'm a LeBron guy, so. That's a LeBron uh, block that yeah. late in the game. Yeah, the, the, cha- the chase down block yeah. on Iggy and then the Kyrie three to beat the – that was the 73-win Warriors team that yep. clearly was not nearly good enough. That was the game, you remember, that made Kevin Durant decide that that Warriors team yep. without him – just couldn't yep. really accomplish anything. So yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I can see why he wanted to switch teams. Then, if he watched that game, that's what that's what we were all thinking is that they were totally deficient. That team, not that LeBron was the best player on the planet, and not that Kyrie hit the most clutch of all clutch shots, but that they just couldn't win without a guy like Kevin Durant. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, I was- uh, so so speaking of basketball, tomorrow is the Hall of Fame announcement. So around here, people care about Eddie Sutton. Obviously, Kobe is a finalist, and he's right. he's in. And then you got you got Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. Who are the other? There's eight finalists off the top of my head. Those three, I'm assuming, are in. Tamika Catchings is a finalist. Kim Mulkey is a finalist. Um, okay. Tom Janovich is a finalist. And then Eddie's a finalist. And I can't remember the other one. But I wonder, you, you probably can't get odds on that anywhere. I wonder if you could get odds anywhere on whether Eddie Sutton's well, finally going to get in the Hall of Fame. I don't think you can because it's not like baseball where uh, there's some sort of, again, the word transparency is where there's a bunch of people that vote. Uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame is like how they elect a pope. A bunch of guys go in a room, and then they come out and they say, here's what we got. There's no, I don't think there's any sort of voting. Uh, I don't think – I think it works more like the Pro Football Hall of Fame in that regard too. There's just – it's some sort of awe behind a curtain, and then they come out and they tell you, we decree Tim Duncan is now in the Hall of Fame. And not to suggest that he shouldn't be. I, I just think that's how it works. Yeah, I think uh, what I read, I think there's like 24, it's either 24 or 12 uh, members, and they just, they're the only ones who vote. Nobody knows who right. they are. So nobody knows right. who they are. They never have to reveal right. their votes. There's never any rhyme right. or reason behind it. And then whatever that handful of people decide, that's who's in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, and apparently seem- somebody hates Eddie Sutton on that committee. Sure. I, yeah. That has so, a lot of clout. I don't know. And I don't that know if he's going to get in this time or not. You think he's going to get in? I wouldn't think so. Why would he this year? Last. What, what's changed? Yeah, I, I assume it's the same people voting. That's what. That's what I said yeah. earlier this week on my my Oklahoma State podcast, Locked On Pokes. I'm like, it's the same people. The, the, whoever hated him yeah. last year still hates him this year. So don't get your Maybe hopes up. So. No, I, I don't think so, and it's a shame. Uh, but if you're sort of in the camp of. Hall of Fames and the Heisman and these other sort of awards that are quote-unquote voted on are sham and meaningless, then this this only adds to that. Because I think the Basketball Hall of Fame, well, obviously it is. 
it's a college and pro mix. Yes. It's not a pro basketball hall of fame. It's a college basketball hall of fame. There's all sorts of goofballs that are in there. And that, what that does is it devalues the voting process. It devalues the legitimacy of your operation when Johnny Manziel is voting for the 2019 Heisman winner. That makes no sense to me. I mean, why, why would you do that? Uh, other than just to say, we don't take this process seriously, or it's always been done this way, so we're not going to do it that way in the future. Yeah, I'm glad this turned around to ripping the Heisman voting process because I also think <laughs> the Heisman voting process is a joke, and I think that award's gotten pretty watered down over the years. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. seems like, I don't know, whenever I was a kid, I remember watching, I think the first Heisman ceremony I remember watching, oddly enough, as a kid, was Eric Crouch. Um, I was born in 92, okay. and that's the first one that I remember. Like, I'm watching this. This is the Heisman. This is a big deal. This matters to me as a child. Who wins sure. this award? And now yep. I just feel like, eh, it's the Heisman. It's just another college football award, and they'll give it to the best quarterback on the best team, and we'll all move on. I, I sort of feel the same way about it, and uh, I sort of feel the same way to some extent about any of these awards, whether it's the Basketball Hall of Fame or the Baseball Hall of Fame. I mean, and you're right. They did used to matter more. And I don't know if that's a shortcoming on my part today or I just cared more about sports in my teenage years than I do now. But I, I was thinking about it this morning. And, and, you know, being in the business like you are and like I've been, sometimes you just get burned out on it. And let me, let me sort of uh, go a different direction. I had Candy Crush on my phone for a long time. Okay. And I would play Candy Crush on my phone regularly. And I thought, man, this seems like a giant waste of time. I don't enjoy this. Why am I doing this? So I deleted it from my phone. And you know what happened two weeks later when I thought about Candy Crush? Didn't I miss thought, it. I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. And I wondered if that was going to be the case with sports because you get so burned out on it. You get so tired. You get so exhausted. And there was nights that, you know, maybe I didn't watch anything, but it was there the next morning when I turned on ESPN. And now I'm sitting on my couch and I'm thinking, I think I missed this stuff. And I tweeted this morning, as soon as this all ends, I'm just going to sit on my couch, watch all of the sports on whatever for as long as possible and just touch my face the whole time. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I miss sports so much, so, so much. Well, yeah. my, my hope is that – it all comes together and we have this perfect culmination in the fall where football season goes off without a hitch, college and the NFL. Somehow the yep. NBA is still trying to wrap up its season and, and maybe you just start in the playoffs. Maybe you have three-game series. I, I don't know what the case would be. Uh, MLB is trying to fit a couple games in that they've been able to start August 1st. They're playing a 30-game season. And the PGA majors. I'm just hoping it all gets played at the same time. And from about yeah, mid-August to mid-November yeah. when the Masters wraps up, we, we basically go from having no sports to having every sport that we care about shoved down our throat all at the same time, and it would be phenomenal. That, that's what I want. I want 24-7, I have to be watching something or I'm missing something. That's what I want. I, I, I think hopefully that's going to be the case. I think we all want that to be the case where, oh my gosh, you have to turn the channel every three minutes because something else is happening. But, you know, they just canceled the British Open yesterday, or yeah. the Open. They canceled Wimbledon two days before that. Uh, that doesn't give me a lot of hope that there's going to be more golf and more basketball and more football or whatever it is that we want. So yeah, I'm worried about football. I'm worried about college football. Um, if the university is closed, 
I, I can't imagine that football would go on. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if they're not having the, classes, are we going to ask Spencer Rattler and Spencer Sanders and all these other guys, are we going to ask them to show up to campus when there's no class and play football in empty stadiums? I just, I just don't know how that would work. I think when Harvard and Yale or Princeton and Harvard or whoever the very first Dartmouth and Harvard, whoever was the first game that played in 1860 something in football and, you know, the, the university presidents got together and thought, you know, this would be a real hoot. We should just get some boys together on a Saturday. We'll meet out in the park and we'll play a game. Obviously having these 95,000, a hundred thousand seat stadiums is not what they had in mind. And to keep a university closed, but play sports, is not the purpose of these universities. And I know that we're in the business. We get paid when there's sports happening. Uh, our lives revolve around it, and many other people's do too. But that is not the purpose of the university, is to stay open so we can have a- amateur, quote-unquote, amateur sports. That, that seems counterintuitive in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, big time, big time. And, you know, the spring sport athletes are getting an extra year of eligibility, but e- even if – even if football season were to be canceled and the fall sport athletes were to get another year of eligibility, you look at, I, I do an Oklahoma State podcast, I'm an Oklahoma State alum, so yep. I think about um, Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace, who both elected to come back for one more year. Yeah, I can't imagine good. if the season Good is point. canceled, those guys would be like, oh, yay, an extra year of eligibility and come back for another season. And I'm sure Oklahoma State's not no the kidding. only university who's in that position who would basically get uh, royally screwed if, if the season's not played. I mean, I get it. It's part of life. That happened with college basketball here uh, recently. I mean, Kansas had a great shot to win the, the national championship, and who knows if all those guys come back next year. Yeah, that is a good point. I do think that Oklahoma State's not the only school in that position, but Oklahoma State might be the only school in the top 10 in that position going into the season. They're, they're going to be a, a, most likely a top 10 to 15 pick, right? Preseason, obviously they have all of their – all of their horses back on offense and they're supposed to be great and everything. And there's no reason to think that they wouldn't be, but they're in a lot of other schools that have made the, had their top tier guys all decide to come back and play and then try to decide again that they would come back another year. There's just no chance that that would happen. Yeah. Texas maybe with Ellinger, you know, Ellinger might be a top five pick if he were to go to the NFL draft. So he might have a tough decision to make if he decides to, to come back or go to the NFL. Yeah, I, I just wonder how good the product is going to be also after that was tiny they cheap, do by decide the to play a year from now in August, and we haven't seen football in what would amount to more than uh, more than 18 months. How good is the product? Because these guys aren't able to practice. I mean, you can't get in the weight. You're not supposed to be in the weight room. Right. How many of them are going to be out of shape? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what this is. It's going to look like the XFL. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be really sloppy the first month that it comes back. Guys are going to be trying to get in game shape. Guys are going to be yep. trying to, you, you know, you're going to have new players on new teams who don't have any chemistry. Tom Brady goes down to be a Tampa Bay Buck. And, uh, I mean, if the season doesn't get played and 43 or 44-year-old, whatever he's going to be when the season starts, Tom Brady has to sit out yeah. a year and then come yeah. back with a new team and new guys. I'd, right. Yeah. I don't know. And then my question is, so would those guys in the NFL get paid and then that year of their contract is up or, or would they skip that year of their contract? It's like if a guy's in the last year of his deal going into this fall and the season doesn't get played, are they going to pay their player? They, I don't know how that works. Or, or is the yeah, guy going to become a free agent the next offseason? Sort of feel bad for LeBron in that same way. He's having one of the best years yeah. of his career. He's having an outstanding year on a team that's, 
likely going to be there in, at the end of June or the beginning of June, whenever the finals are supposed to be. Uh, and now he's at a uh, basketball dinosaur, essentially, in age. To lose a whole year, it's different for Zion, right? I mean, Zion probably is better off sitting anyway because he's right, still coming yeah. back from that injury. It, it, he, he can afford to miss a year. He's 20 years old. LeBron can't miss 18 months. Yeah, that's a good point. The, all, all the old guys are uh, are getting the short end of the stick here. The young guys, like you said, it doesn't matter. Like, it's an inconvenience. It's a huge inconvenience, but, I mean, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he'll be fine. He'll come yeah. back. He'll play yeah, more basketball. Chris, Chris Paul? Maybe not. Yeah, Chris Paul get a little up there. Like, And that's the thing, too. This season doesn't get played. What, I, who knows what happens next year? Chris Paul's got that that albatross contract with $80 million left on it, $85 million. What happens to the contracts? That's I have no idea how any of that works. You intrigued by the idea of a November Masters? Those are kind of the rumors. The, the rumors are maybe a U.S. Open on the West Coast, the following right. weekend, the Ryder Cup. So, so the rumors are yeah. like September 17th, U.S. Open, the following weekend, Ryder Cup, and then the Masters in the middle of November. I'm all in on a November Masters. I'm all in on majors back-to-back-to-back like that? Yes. Uh, that, that would be some great TV. I would I, love that. I say play four majors and the Ryder Cup in five consecutive weeks. Literally, at this point, though, I would watch two guys who are 30 handicappers trying to break 100. I'd watch that, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would. So, I'm in, in that regard... In that regard, I'm looking as forward to the John Deere Open as I, w- I am the Masters at this point. I don't care. Are you uh, – I mean, I'm, I'm all in to tune in on the Tiger Woods and Tom Brady versus Phil Mickelson and Peyton Manning match. I saw something like um, Phil and uh, Obama versus Trump and Tiger. I'd watch that too. That would make a lot of money. Phil and Obama versus Trump and Tiger, yes. The whole country yes, would watch that. that. Everybody would watch that. And every that, that, you know, we're all going through this sort of um, crisis together. We're all dealing with this pandemic. To have that foursome to play a four ball, that wouldn't unite the country. That would divide it even more because there are Tiger people and there are Trump people and there are anti Tiger and anti Trump. And to have those guys on the same team, that wouldn't divide any. That wouldn't unite anyone. That would only divide people. No, but it would be great because everybody knows Obama's a golfer. Everybody knows Trump is a golfer. We've seen Phil and Tiger go back and forth for 25 years. We've never gotten to watch Obama and Trump go at it on the golf course. And the Obama people, for the most part, kind of hate Donald Trump. And the Donald Trump people, for the most part, kind of hate Obama. So I, I think people would be more intrigued to watch Trump and Obama and determine which of those two is a better player. Sure. I mean, we know who's a better player between Tiger and Phil. We need to see Obama and Trump go head-to-head. Let's go Obama and Trump in the same four-ball team, and they get strokes from Tiger and Phil. Now, oh. that I'd watch. I'd watch any of it. Any combination of that, I would watch. Yes, any of those four. That, that's true. That would be good TV. I just don't know where they're going to play it. Augusta, hopefully. I, I really I, I don't really. I hate that the Masters isn't being played this week. I think I might go into a um, a state of depression from Thursday through Sunday. Well, this is it's very disappointing, especially having been there a couple times. And, and when I watch it on TV now, I'm like, oh, I've been to that spot or I know what the green looks like from there or I understand the elevation. But all of the different uh, permutations of Masters app on my phone, which I really love, and all of the different pools and all of the different stuff that, you know, we're missing out on and all uh, our listeners will be missing out on too. Uh, top 20s or top 50s or make the cut, miss the cut. 
all of that stuff. And, and truly the golf season begins uh, with the masters. I've always thought that too. So it's disappointing in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm uh, actually my co-host on the 73rd hole. We are going to play Tiger Woods PGA tour 12. We're going to play four rounds at Augusta on the video game next week and post the results. I'm not interested in watching other people play video games and betting on it. Although I do, I know that there's a market for it. Speaking of which, <clears throat> I was looking at our betting site, and there is a number of things you can bet. Uh, KD versus I don't know who he's playing. Uh, I think it was Sabonis versus Montrez Harrell playing NBA 2K. You can actually get action on that. Hard pass. Hard yes, pass. Exactly. So I, as much as, uh, I like listening to you talk about golf, and as much as I like talking about golf with you. I don't want to watch you play a video game against somebody else playing golf. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's the only way we can experience the Masters, so we're just going to roll with it. I don't really know what else we could possibly talk about today. Yeah, why don't you just uh, try to survive the quarantine, and uh, we'll do a check-in again here in a few weeks. Let's do it. All All right. right. That's Andrew Gilman. I'm Colby Powell. Thanks for listening to another edition of By the Hook.